What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Skate Through Life podcast, the show that works the skills and drills you need to master your life one week at a time through personal development, conquering your fears, and of course, falling on your face, then getting back up again. I'm your host, self-mastery coach, amateur roller skater, and outspoken non-binary femme, L. Tommy. Are you ready to roll? Let's lace up and hit the pavement. Hello, skaters! Welcome back again. Today, I want to skate around what is a very vulnerable topic for me. And one I am truthfully feeling uh, some sense of nerves and anxiety about talking about today because it is really real for me. It's still real for me. And that is body image. Not to show my age too much, (laughs) but my coming of age years were spent in an era of ultra low rise jeans, bandanas as crop tops, and only one body type being celebrated in the media an uber thin, fakely tanned one that I absolutely did not have. No, I was, and still am, built very much the opposite of this ideal. I am not tall and leggy. I am not a size two. I am not a B cup. (laughs) I am definitely, definitely not built for ultra low rise jeans. And I have punished my body for this for most of my life with just cause too. I have been told my body is not right or desirable since before I even had any understanding of what it meant to feel desirable. I love, 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 love (laughs) rom-coms, plot twist, especially those from the era of my tween and teen years. But as I watch them now, despite all of that love for the characters and the storylines, it is almost shocking to me the amount of fat phobia that exists in the scripting. There are multiple films that outright say that someone is gross for being a size six. A six. (laughs) It's just astounding to me. And you couple that with endless advertisements on social media for weight loss solutions, calorie trackers, slimming undergarments. It is almost as if the fashion and wellness industries are trying to capitalize on my low sense of self-worth that they created. Because it's true, they did. (laughs) But I don't want to talk about that right now. What I really want to talk about is the healing journey that I have created for myself to navigate life on the other side of hiding from mirrors, of disordered eating, and avoiding swimming despite loving the water. And if you are somebody who has struggled with disordered eating, um, it's not going to be talked about too much here, so uh, not necessarily a content warning, but it could be triggering a little bit for you before we go further. Today, I want to skate through our internalized body shame and down the slopes of body acceptance and body love, because this has been a long and ongoing battle for me since my teen years, and I'm ready to break the chains around it. Aren't you too? Before I get into my own stuff here, I want to preface with saying this, maybe for myself just as much as for you. Your body is a gift. It is the vessel through which you get to experience the world. Taste those first sips of coffee in the morning, 
Feel the fresh sheets against your skin on laundry day. Hear your favorite song and respond in rhythm to it. Solve problems and create beautiful art all from your brain and then out into the world. None of these things are reliant on your body meeting any kind of standards or norms. None of these are contingent on your beauty or your waist size. You are valuable. You are worthy. You are perfect and whole just as you are right this very moment listening to this podcast. These words were ones I might have scoffed at during many points of my life as I assessed how my stomach looked when I was sitting versus standing versus bending over to pick up that thing I dropped on the ground. I spent years and years showing my body how much I hated it, how ashamed I was of it, staring in envy at the bodies of everyone else around me who I thought had it better than me. There were two points in my life when my body became what I idealized it to be. The first was when I was in my undergraduate degree and I was running on very little sleep and intentionally even less food. I remember seeing how far into each day I could fast and live off of only coffee. I rationed food into small baggies to control how much I was eating at any given time. And I rationalized this all to be normal. I lost an extreme amount of weight in a short period of time. My clothes were falling off of me and people told me all the time how good I looked, but I wasn't any happier and I was losing my hair. It was the most thin my hair had ever been because I was 100% malnourished and still people gave me so much validation for how good I looked, much more than I had ever heard in my previous body. And that is part of the problem too. We often compliment people when they lose weight, not when they are happier or healthier or experimenting creatively. I would love to encourage you to do this more. I love to give people compliments around me that are rooted around their passion, how they make me feel and what they put their energy into. And I find those compliments are received so much more beautifully because they're unexpected and custom tailored to that person's unique essence. And I think that's really powerful. The second time that my body looked conventionally hot was in an entirely other set of beauty standards. I was in my mid twenties at the time and following my stint as a malnourished skinny person, I got really invested in fitness. I became a personal trainer. I stopped drinking coffee and only drank green tea. I started to do things like add bee pollen and seaweed cultures to my avocado smoothies. I hydrated chia seeds for breakfast and I worked out anywhere from one to three hours a day. I was by all accounts, very healthy. I had abs for the first time in my life. I had huge, huge, strong legs that could crush a watermelon. I could run very, very fast. I felt incredibly powerful in that version of my body, which was amazing. And I miss that feeling of being powerful sometimes now, but I also wasn't mentally well. I was obsessed with how I looked more than maybe ever. I spent so much time in front of the mirror and with a measuring tape tracking each and every part of myself. 
I was also in a very emotionally abusive relationship at the time with someone who would body shame me a lot, despite the fact that to me, I was the hottest and fittest I had ever been. You know how they say that things have to get worse before they get better? I reached that tipping point too. I took a job far away from where I was living, which led to further abuse in my relationship and eventually, and thankfully, that relationship ending. I then ran literally across the planet to escape the life that I was living on all fronts and find myself again. When I came back and was just getting my feet under me after some months passing, two things happened for me sort of in tandem. I began to work in swimwear sales and I was hit by a car on my bicycle and I broke my elbow going over my handlebars. Selling bathing suits was a wild job because while I thought I was just taking a sales job to pay my rent, I was really shifting into selling self-esteem which may, as I'm thinking about it now, be the beginning of my coaching work after all. That job was really rewarding for that aspect. I saw people of every single type of body imaginable come into my store and tell me how hideous they were, how much they wanted to cover themselves up, how ashamed they were of their vessels. This made no difference if somebody was a size two or a size 22. It became very apparent to me that my problems with myself were not at all unique. And seeing people who had bodies that I would deem to be perfect tell me that they were wrong, they were gross, they were fat, they were undesirable, it really put things into perspective for me of how others might be seeing my body. And that really was the beginning of some of my mental shifts around how I look physically. When I broke my elbow, I was no longer able to do much of anything. It was my dominant arm as well, so I had to learn how to do everything with my non-dominant hand. And it's incredible how many reflexes that you're just programmed with and how often you try to catch things with your dominant arm, even if it is broken. I could go to the gym, but only to ride a stationary bike. I had no idea if doing a deadlift or a back squat would ever be a possibility for me again in my recovery. It made me panic, if I'm honest. But as I worked through the rehab of my elbow, I found something else that was magical to me, and that was yoga. I learned to only use my body as the tool. I became more flexible and functionally strong, stronger than I'd ever been before in that regard. And I did it all from home with no one watching or judging me, which made me feel so much more safe in my recovering body. I trained for a half marathon, not to lose weight, but to prove to myself that I could do it. I started to internalize all of those things I was saying to encourage the would-be beachgoers at work and then apply them to myself. I wanted to see what my body could do more than I cared about how my body looked. I mean, I definitely still cared, but it stopped being my focus. Being faster was my focus. A new pose was my focus. More endurance was my focus. I started to become proud of what I was capable of more than how I looked. I didn't realize this until sometime later, but I was actively healing my relationship to my body in ways that would become sustainable practices in my life now. In fact, I have now broken up with the gym. 
I found an at-home kickboxing program that I love and it makes me feel powerful. It makes me feel healthy and happy as I engage with it. So a massive big shout out here to Boxing and Bubbles and Krista DiPaolo. I love you and I am so grateful to have found you. I wish I could tell you now that I don't ever think about how my body looks, but that would be a lie. I definitely think about it, but I'm so much better at shifting those thoughts towards gratitude for what my body can do now. And this has recently brought me into a whole new world that I have never really ventured into before. And that is reclaiming my body. A realization dawned on me recently about my present relationship with my body that has really shifted something inside of me and that I think could shift you too, skaters. The realization was that my body could be more beautiful or made to be more beautiful without its shape or size or strength being increased or decreased. I could actively reclaim my body in other ways. And in those ways, I have found so much more joy in sharing my body with the world, in showing my body, in releasing fear of my body. This did start with me venturing into drag performance and being in a position where my body was a part of the performance. And I got more used to showing parts of my body, like my chest, that I had previously been very self-conscious of. But also within that community, there was a lot of body shaming that would go on um, around like how we build our bodies and what they're made to look like. But that was a first step for me. This is different. Over the past year, I started to develop what will eventually be a sleeve of tattoos on my left arm. I never really saw myself as someone who would want to have a sleeve or a lot of tattoos. Every tattoo I had previously was pretty small and only in black and white. But now as I'm filling in my arm with these bright, colorful, traditional tattoos that are so beautiful, I am falling more and more in love with it. I don't think about if it will look fat from that angle the picture is being taken. I'm like, heck yeah, look at this sweet art on me. It is renewed love. It is more me, more mine. To add to this, on my week of self-care, which you can hear all about in episode four, not only did I get a new tattoo added to my arm in in memoriam for my dad, but I also did something else, something I have thought wasn't allowed or accessible to me for my entire life. Something my middle school self would freak out about. I pierced my belly button. You see, my belly has always been part of my body that I held deep shame about and the part of myself I am most self-conscious of. And so what did I do? I decorated her. I embellished her. I drew more attention to her. And you know what? For the first time in as long as I can possibly remember, I think less about how gross or fat or ill-fitting to my clothes my stomach is. Instead, when the sun shines, I go stand in it so I can see how my new belly jewels cast rainbows all around me. Somehow, by reclaiming this part of myself that I felt so ashamed of, I started to fall in love with her more and more. 
I know it sounds counterintuitive, skaters, but I really believe this is part of the path forward to celebrating the skin we're in, no matter how complicated our relationship to it is. I know my relationship has been very complicated. I find myself in shock at how rapid this mental shift has been for me. And you might find it's the same for you too. Okay, how are we going to implement this skating lesson then? Well, I want you to try two different things for me. Number one, please go stand in front of your mirror and pay yourself a compliment. If you can make this a regular part of your day, you'll be shocked and amazed at how much your love for yourself and your self-confidence will build, really truly. If you struggle to find physical compliments for yourself, try complimenting something else, a skill you have that you're proud of, a personality trait that you're thankful to have. But if you, like me, are repairing your relationship with your body, saying nice things to it will make a world of difference. And something that I also like to encourage my clients who are struggling with their body image to do, if you can't find something that you love about yourself, that you want to compliment yourself on when it comes to your physical body, pick something that you just don't hate, you know? It can be that you like, you know, how your neck joins to your shoulder and how your collarbone looks. It can be that you have capable legs, that you have an able body. You can start really small with this. You can say, I like my eye color. You don't have to like the shape of your eye or how your makeup is or anything like that. Start small and let it grow as your confidence and your self-love grow. This is a really powerful and beautiful practice and one that I would love to encourage you to take on for yourself. Secondly, and this is where the real work comes in, I want you to consider a part of your body that you are the most self-conscious of. Maybe like me, it's your stomach or your chest or your nose or your sweet little pancake butt. Whatever it is, ask yourself what you could do to show it off in a new way. How can you do your makeup to show off your nose? Or maybe you want to give it a piece of jewelry or a tattoo like I did. Maybe it's about getting a piece of clothing that shows it off. Create more intentional focus on it instead of trying to hide it or cover it up and see how it makes you feel to be out in the world with it. You may be very surprised. The biggest liberation for me going back to starting drag and becoming a drag performer and artist was in showing off parts of my body that I spent most of my life hiding under any circumstance. There is real power in just showing yourself, in being visible, in saying, here I am, and this is what I look like, and, and I have a sense of pride in that. It doesn't have to mean that you're flaunting it or, or showing it off in a way that is uncomfortable for you, but it is just taking away that need to hide, that need to cover up. You don't need to dress all in black or all in baggy clothes. Your body will probably look more incredible if you do start to show it off and buy things that fit it and buy colors that look great on you or that make you happy. It will show. All right, skaters, that is it for me this week. I hope this was helpful to someone. I know it's not conventional advice or wisdom, but it has been really helping me lately. And I know there's somebody out there that it can help too. 
I would love to hear your stories or see how you're decorating yourselves to bring some more attention to your imagined flaws. So be sure to connect with me by email or on my website or over on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Now go love on yourselves, all right? Bye. Thank you so much for skating with us today, friend. I hope you took away the tips you need to keep rolling on your own self-mastery journey. Be sure to find me over on Instagram at yourcoachl for even more insight. And feel free to reach out to me there with any skills or drills you would like to see covered here on the show. You can also visit me at ellentommy.com to learn more about working with me one-on-one. Now, go enjoy some rest, marinate on our lessons today, and I'll see you back here next week. Love ya. Love yourself too.